0: welcome back to wrestling change my life podcast this is your host ryan warner today's guest folks is a damn good one it's richard jensen who's been featured on espn he has an e60 documentary about him because his story is that incredible going from high school wrestler to 15 years of, of drug abuse and living that kind of lifestyle to doing some really incredible things now And I'm just going to leave it at that because the podcast speaks for itself. So please enjoy a few other housekeeping items. If you're listening to this on an iPhone, please leave a review or give us a rating in the iTunes store. Last but not least, for past episodes, please visit WrestlingChangeMyLife.org. Without further ado, I take you to the Pacific Northwest for this podcast with Richard Jensen. Enjoy.
1: Well, I was a fanatic. There's no doubt a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about six o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened? I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatical goal.
0: All right, folks, we have a special guest today, my friend Richard Jensen, joining us on the podcast. How are you, man?
1: I'm awesome. Thanks, Ryan Warner. <laughs> we've finally connected. <laughs> well, wow, yes, I appreciate what you're doing, and, and it's really nice to connect with you. No, I know we've, we've had this one in the works
0: for, uh, I think I first contacted you back in the fall, man, so I know you're a, you're a road warrior, so excited to get into your story today. So Absolutely. what we'll do, what we'll do is, man. I just, you know, maybe a lot of people who in the Midwest maybe don't know your name. Maybe some do, man. Just, just tell us your story, cause it's one of the most incredible things I've ever heard, man. So, take us away, brother.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Um, you know, I've been traveling for ten years, speaking and competing, and so there's a lot of a lot of people across the country do know the name, do know a little bit about me, but maybe haven't heard my story, um, in person in an auditorium, but uh, you know, I uh, I went on the road about ten years ago because I realized the value in what I learned. Um, you know, in my through my life story, back in high school, you know, I wrestled in high school. It was the key heartbeat and the el- the 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 key element that kept me on track and it kept me focused and it helped get me through high school. You know, wrestling was like medicine for me. Um, when I found wrestling, you know, now, and you got to realize I wasn't a big top of the podium guy through high school. I was about a 500 wrestler, but man, did I love that sport. I loved the competition. I love the, um, you know, the, the hard work and it just helped me to have a sense of purpose. It gave me something that was mine, something I enjoyed. And uh, you know, I got through high school and graduated and where it really begins is, is that young adulthood you know, after graduation and trying to find myself and figure out, navigate where I'm going and what I'm doing. That's when things got really, really challenging for me. And, uh, you know, these kids today and then we have a lot of stuff pulling at us, you know, pulling us in different directions. And it's so easy to, to lose our focus. And, you know, right after high school, I went off fishing in Alaska, you know, the, the carrot was out in front of me. Um, big money and 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 the babes and and I I I chased after that carrot and this was back in about 1990 and there was uh you know good money hard work up in Alaska but you know I, I went up there on a, in, in, with the idea to to make a bunch of money come back after the summer and then uh, go to college and and be a a student athlete. That was my goal. That was my vision: was to go to college, get an education, and and wrestle for a college. And uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I went off fishing in Alaska for the summer. And life has a funny way of throwing a curveball sometimes. I got back after two and a half months of fishing up in Petersburg, Alaska, and got uh, sucked into the 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 fisherman's lifestyle. And a young kid with you know very impressionable, insecure, and and, uh, you know, really didn't have uh, much money growing up and all of a sudden, um, handed, you know, thirty, thirty-five thousand $35,000 for a couple months of work. And, uh, I had no concept of how to manage it. And when, when I started drinking during that summer and using some drugs, my whole world changed, you know, my it changed the course of my life all from a few, a few bad decisions. And next thing you know, I'm on a two decade drug addiction. And, uh, you know, it's hard to stop that train when you get rolling in the wrong direction, a little too far off track. And, uh, I got back from that summer and and college got just a little bit foggy. Um, you know, and, and, and next thing you know, I missed I missed, uh, I missed uh, college that that fall and and uh, got on another fishing boat. And that went on for a few years and and um it didn't take long before my my life um, was been out of control, you know. Um I couldn't stop and went from lots of alcohol to uh to methamphetamine and, and other drugs and and pretty soon that train was running so hard forward that, that I couldn't pull on the brakes. And and I lost 20 years of my life fighting drug addiction and in and out of jail and prison and homeless. I, I spent seven years of my life locked up in jail and prison and, and away from my family. You know, the people that I love, the people I care about, my kids. You know, drugs played such an important part of my life, man. It was, it was, it was everything else kind of took a back seat and, you know, 20 years, you you don't get none of that time back. And, um, you know, I made some really bad choices and, and, and I got to live with a lot of the choices that I made. And I carried a lot of, a lot of guilt and shame. Um, when I finally came to, you know, two thousand and and three. um, I spent the whole year of 2000, uh, in, in, in prison. I got out for two months. Then I spent the whole year of, of 2003 in prison. Um, and what were and you kept going rel- back
0: for? Like what, what, like, obviously you drug know, abuse
1: brings on like well, staff and
0: things like that, but what, what, yeah. what kept sending you back?
1: Obviously, you know, um, you know, uh, um, drug charges and fighting and assault charges and, and, you know, I had to had to uh, supply that habit, you know. And, and so unfortunately, I got involved in in um, in manufacturing drugs. And, and so, it, you know, uh, getting those attempt to manufacturers and driving without a license, you know, and just just, you know, charge after charge and and um, probation violations. It just it just never ends. You know, once they got their thumb on you and you're not making the right choices you might as well get ready to go back in that revolving door until you decide to get straight, you know? And, uh, you know, it was just a tough lifestyle. I don't, you know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, bottom line is 2003, uh, October 10th is, is I was, I was sitting in a homeless shelter, 34 years old with the clothes on my back laying on a gym floor. And, uh, you know, that's where life had taken me. And that was, I was at my very bottom. I was at the end. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I made a decision that, that, that it was, I was done. I'm done. I need to get clean. I need to get sober. I need to figure out how to make a lifestyle of it because what I'm doing isn't working and I'm not going to be here very long. You know, um, I'd seen guys dying. I'd seen guys going to prison for life. I'd seen guys in their fifties and still fighting uh, fighting, um, addiction and living in that lifestyle and, and, and criminality and convict belief system and addiction. And it just didn't look good, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I write about, I, I, I write in my book about the five things that came into place at the right time. And it's basically the, the formula that got me to a point where I wanted to move forward and find a better life, you know? And, um, you know, those are, it's like hitting your bottom, they call it, you know. Well, my bottom was sitting at the, uh, my bottom was um, my daughter, his mom, bringing my daughter to see me for the first time. I hadn't seen her in a couple of years, and all of a sudden, she's at my back door. And, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I don't, uh, I don't let him in the house, you know, because I'm embarrassed, and so but I spend the the day with them and, and it was just a big eye opener. You know, I hadn't seen my daughter in a while. And then I got a letter from a sister that I'd never met in my whole entire life uh, about that same time. And, uh, you know, I I was woke up, uh, uh, you know, a month later at the Oregon state penitentiary, this is maximum state prison where all the killers are, you know, and there I am.
0: And And this is after you saw your daughter.
1: This is after, right after I saw my daughter. So these things kind of happened all within a few months at the end, you know, and, and they were very powerful moving things that happened, you know, um, right. and then, and cause I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, my daughter and how much I wanted to be in her life. But, but there was that, that wall, you know, um, I was a wreck, you know, um, and I had a, an older daughter, I had the, you know, my kids pictures on the dashboard of my car, you know, and I'm out just doing horrible stuff. And, uh, but then I ended up in, at the Oregon State Penitentiary, Maximum State Prison. You know, I graduated basically. Um, now I'm, now I'm going to, to, to Maximum Security Prison, which, which is where I'm going to go from then, then on, and I'm going to do more and more time. Um, and my mom passed away while I was there. And, uh, and she's, I never got to be there during that time. And, uh, because of the choices I made, I was locked up. <clears throat> Mom, you know, she was always the heartbeat of the family, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, during that last year, of time I was locked up, I got out and, and I, uh, checked, uh, I checked into a shelter when I got out and, you know, from there forward, I decided that I was going to do whatever it took to stay clean. And I was just going to fight one day at a time to make good choices and not get drunk and not get loaded. And that was, uh, October 10th, 2003 is when I got sober. And, um, you know, I haven't had a drink since and I haven't done any drugs since. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, but, uh, you know, I got into treatment. Uh, I got into treatment. I got uh, into a mentoring program. I got sober. Uh, um, I was able to stay sober for a while. You know, I had like a year. You know, um, while I was in prison, and then and then I, I stayed sober and got into a program and stayed sober for about another year. And I was feeling good. I was things were going well. You know, and uh, and I, I I decided that. You know, I needed to get an education and I've wanted to wrestle my whole entire life. I've thought about wrestling, you know, and I didn't know if, if it was even a possibility after having such a long sabbatical and with the lifestyle I lived, I had no idea if it was even possible. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew that if I could be part of a wrestling team again, just, I, I didn't have to ever win a match, Ryan. If I could be part of a wrestling team, and restructure my life around the sport of wrestling and be that athlete that I always wanted to be then it would bring value to my life and my life would get better i knew that i knew that and uh, all i needed was a place to to call home and 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 get back in the wrestling room i just knew that it was going to be a safe place and uh i uh so the uh, i i went uh i went and got uh got back into college i went to a community college for a year uh to get my my um get up to college level classes you know it took me about a year Mm -hmm. to get up to college entry level and then once I got there I I went over to visit Clackamas Community College and they got a wrestling team and uh, they also have a great automotive program so it was the best of both worlds for me because those are the two things I dreamed about my whole entire life those were the visions I had for my life when I was in high school was to be in an automotive program and and and, and, and be a student athlete, you know, but here I was 37 years old now, you know, (laughs) and and now before we,
0: before we turn to this chat, because this is an exciting part. Now, before we turn to this part of the story, I want to go back to a few things um, that I think would be particularly relevant for the listeners. So the first is before you hit that low point, man, like a lot of people don't realize this until they're there. How slippery of a slope is it to go from having some drinks to drinking every night to next thing you know, you look around, you're in a a world filled with drugs and you're hanging out with people who you wouldn't imagine hanging out with in a million years. And this is now your normal friends and you're staying up all night. I mean, how how slippery of a slope is it for people who are maybe, you
1: know, on that edge? It's actually one step away. You know, I mean, you got to understand, I came from a good, loving family. Good family values, my parents didn 't drink you know they didn 't do drugs um, wow. and so you know so i wasn 't bound for that lifestyle you know some people some kids are kind of stuck in generations of 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 bad choices, you know generations of addiction, generations of alcohol well i didn 't really have that okay so mm-hmm. for a kid like me to fall a prey to that that easy, you know that can happen to anybody right anybody and um you know, these, uh, the, the thing, the thing we don't understand, we, a lot of times kids don't understand is when they go out drinking and they go out, you know, they think they're just having a drink and partying a little bit or having a little smoke or whatever. What they're doing is they're already starting down that road. You know, you're already kind of starting down that road and that train is hard to stop. You know, I had no idea that, you know, doing drugs one night I would end up getting addicted and it would completely destroy my life and everything around me. I mean, that wasn't the, you know, that, that that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the idea. I had no idea what was going to happen, you know? And it's, it's like a gorilla on your back, you know, you don't know how bad it's going to get, you know? And, um, uh, you know, that's the thing we have to understand is that's drugs job. You know, that's what is there: methamphetamine, heroin, Cocaine—that's its job—is to destroy your life. That's its job, and that's what it's going to do. And sometimes it's a—it's a. Sometimes it will. In fact, sometimes you'll die right away. Sometimes, I mean, the death toll is is astronomical right now with the fentanyl and the heroin um, that's on the streets. People are dying out there, you know. Yeah. And you don't. And and for me, it was a twenty years of misery, you know. And at times I wish I'd have been dead and I was fortunate enough to live through it all. But the, the, the thing is that's its job. It just takes everything you love away from you, you know? Um, and until it's got everything you own or you're dead or you've lost everything, it, it's going to keep eating, keep beating on you,
0: you know? And you've it's hurt such your family a strong, and friends and yeah, I mean, it's, and the, and 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 the, the, the crazy, and the thing, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, my dad always said this and it's so true, but you know, you could be one of those people where you could have a drink, maybe you try, try a drug or two and you can go on to your life. Or you're one of those people where you have a drink and it changes the rest of your life. Um, you, Stephen King wrote about this in his book, it's called on writing, but his first drink was like a high school trip to senior year. 10 years later, he's doing cocaine every day. He can't stop. And like, some people, yeah. you don't know who, what kind of person you are until it happens. And all of a sudden, if you are one of those people who has that personality, literally one drink or one drug or whatever can change the rest of your life, and always for the worse. It's crazy to me how you don't know who you are until
1: you try that. You know. And and you don't know. It's not like it's it, you're just rolling the dice. Boom. Is it, you right. dice. Some people can have a drink. Some people can have wine on Friday night. You know, I, I personally have found that when I have wine on Friday night, if I ever had a wine on Friday night, they don't make a glass big enough for me, you know? So the thing is, I don't know how to stop. And so I guess at the end of the day, there's people like that out there. I'm not, you know, I'm not, today I'm afraid of alcohol. The first few years I was scared to death to even be around anybody that had a drink, you know? But Today I'm not scared of it. It's not going to jump on me, you know. uh, Right. (laughs) But uh, and and it's 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 a lifestyle now. You know, the other thing is people don't that, that have issues with drug addiction and alcoholism. The thing is, what I've found is a lot of them stay clean for a month or two, or six months or a year even. And and you know the thing is. I literally was still confused and not sure who I was and trying to figure out things for a couple of years, Ryan. I mean, you don't know who you are for a long time and until you stay off the sauce long enough until you can really start reaping the real rewards of it. You know, it takes time. It takes a while. I, I, I got 15 years, 17 years of destruction behind me, you know, a couple of days sober is, is, you know, (laughs) I, I've got some work to do, you know, so um, totally. was the other thing. I, and was, I was patient before, with, go with ahead, the process. Interrupting you. No, I, I mean, we all want instant gratification. What do you mean? I've been clean for 30 days. How come I haven't got my license back, my house, my car? I mean, come on, you know, you've got to have patience. you got to believe in the process and you got to hang on long enough. And, 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 and to, to where you really can start reaping some real rewards. It takes a while, but when it starts coming, it floods, it starts coming, you know, and that's something I found a few, you know, obviously I haven't, you know, it's been a lifestyle for a lot of years, but the first two to three years was, was a grind, Ryan. Like I literally wanted to drink, wanted to do drugs. You know, I thought about it every day. I mean, but I just didn't do it, you know?
0: And that's the part I want to talk about before we get to the, the second part of this story. Cause there's, yeah. you know, a couple of chapters, it's before, it's during, and then, you know, this interim period I'm, I'm fascinated with where, you know, it's the two to three years you talk about where you are sober, but you haven't gone back to college yet and you haven't got back involved with wrestling yet. So you know during that two to three year period, yep. I'm guessing it's a lonely time because you know, who you used to be is no longer that person. And, you know, you're, you feel different being sober and, and, you know, you're feeling sad and a lot of regret about the way you've lived your life so far. And, and, to get rid of that pain, a lot of people go back to using. Um, and so how yep. do you forgive yourself for all those years and kind of put it behind you so that you could get back to living a normal life? Well,
1: you know, that first, I just got chills thinking about it, you know, while you were talking, I got goosebumps on my arms, you know, because, because for, for 17, 18 years, that was my identity. You know, that was who I was. You know, I was the man on the scene. I was the guy with the money. I was the guy with the drugs. I was getting loaded. I thought I was somebody, you know, very ego driven, very selfish, very self-centered. And, uh, you know, and I had this really long, long couple feet of long curly red hair that I kind of hid behind, you know, and, and it was, you know, that convict, that uh, prison belief system. It was my identity, man. And when I finally got completely sober and completely clean, you know, um, it was a very lonely, depressing time for a while, but you know, that, and, 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 and it took me a few years before I started feeling comfortable within my own skin, you know, comfortable with who I really was and who I've always wanted to be, you know, um, it was tough, man, because, it's so but it, the thing is, it's so easy to run back to do the drugs, you know i could I could hide those feelings and just do some drugs, you know i, I, I this doesn't work, you know. Um, the fear around what's ahead can 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 really um get to you, you know, because I was scared to death of what was ahead. I was so comfortable, comfortable getting loaded and living in that environment for so long the fear of, 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 of what this was going to look like. You know, it took a long time before I got enough confidence to where I understood that, that, uh, that this is actually the way I was supposed to be living all along. You know, it took me a long time. And but the uh, crazy thing you know, is that
0: in life, when you feel that fear, that's when you're growing and learning new stuff. Like that's absolutely. but it's so counterintuitive to how you, how you should feel like your gut tells you a, little scary let's back it off let's get back to the couch let's maybe not talk to that girl let's maybe not whatever you know but man when you feel the fear that's when
1: you're alive in the sense you're learning and growing brother you know yeah you 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 hit the nail nail on the head man because when you're uncomfortable and you got fear and you got insecurities and you fight through that and get to the other side and get out get out the other side of it oh man you have grown you've grown internally you've grown you've you know and and the thing about what i what I, for me it was when when i whenever i really felt like getting loaded i got some key things that happened and i wrote about it in my, my book i'm not going to tell you about it right now but you, you'll have to read about it but there was a few things that happened in that first two or three years you know where 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 ninety percent of us would have would have went and got loaded, you know, we'd have went and drank, yeah. we'd have we'd have submitted, we'd have we'd have folded, we'd have sold sold out again, and and it took everything I had to not to not do it, but you've got to understand every time you do that and you come out the other side without submitting, oh, it's exhi- it's exhilarating, you know, it's you feel like you got control again, you feel free, you feel like I won, you know, addiction didn't win this time, I won, you know, and it just it's inspiring and it it helped me to, to stay inspired by, by not submitting, you know, and, and winning the day basically is what I used to call it, winning the day, you know? Um, And, and over time it just got easier. You know, that's, that's the thing. After a while, it just gets so much easier and it's just, it's just like a walk in the park, you know, when you're, when you start feeling shitty, it's like, okay, don't get loaded. That's all you got to do. Your life's going to get better. You know, there's nothing that you go through in life there's no struggles in, in in my life personally that alcohol or drugs is going to make it easier to get through or easier to handle yeah. or easier to overcome. I mean, all it's there to do is just make it a disaster and make it 10 million times worse, you know? So, um, so so What's was, your book you know, called, Richard? It's Be a Champion in Life, the story of Richard Perfect. Jensen. It's coming Love out it. this fall. We, we just, yeah, we've got some, we just finished it up or, we uh we just had a read-through this weekend, Ryan, and and I literally, we have been, my writer, myself, and my wife have worked for eight years on this, and it took us a long time because we wanted to get it just right, you know, and I wanted to reach a broad audience, and I want younger kids to be able to read it, and I want, you know, I wanted to reach the masses, and, and so, um, and it's, it's very personal to me, and so it took a long time, and, you know, we've been editing for years, and this last weekend, we we actually did a final read through and it's the first time that I've sat down and actually read cover to cover, you know, on a read through. And uh, it was an emotional weekend, Ryan. Like it was, it was a hard read. It was emotional, but at the end of the day, it was powerful, man. And it's good. It's good. I uh, I
0: (laughs) can't wait to to see it, man. And and when it comes out, make sure to text me and we'll put it up and promote it. So, um, so back to the story. So we're in, so now we're at like two, year two to three of sobriety. You go back to college to get your, uh get your, you know, college level classes. Um And now you're ready to begin junior college. And you think, man, I always wanted to be involved in this wrestling. So kind of I'll turn it back over to you, kind of take us through that. So like day one, you go to the wrestling coach and you say, Hey, I'm like 34 years old. I want to wrestle. Like maybe just take us there to where you're at now.
1: Yeah. So I got sober in '03, you know, and then 2007, you know, I had gotten a, a few years clean. I'd gotten a year of college down and I went over to the, to, I went over to Pockridge community college and I said, Hey, I, w- I went and met with the athletic director and I talked to him about, you know, I said, Hey, what are the chances of me coming to college here, getting my, my, um, automotive certificate in, in wrestling. And he thought I was nuts. He goes, how old are you? And I said, I'm 37 years old. He goes, well, well, how long has it been since you competed? I says, I don't know, 20 years. And, and, and he goes, he goes, you know, he goes, he goes, uh, the, 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 odds are against you. You know, you, you forget how demanding it is, and how much, uh, how much sacrifice you have to do it. And here you are at, you know, 20 years older than the kids, you know, with a life and family. And, you know, he goes, he goes, uh, you know, it, it this is, this is really uncharted waters, you know? Um, he says, many have tried, but, they don't, they don't stay, you know, because they, they it's a big, big eye opener on, on what it takes to be in a college wrestling room. And, uh, and all I heard though, all I heard was that there was a slim chance that I could be part of the team. That's what I heard. I did. That was, that was all I heard. It, 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 it was trying to let me down and, and let me out kind of easy, you know, but when I left there, all I heard out of the whole half hour conversation with the athletic director was there's a slim chance you could be part of the team. And so uh that next fall I I registered and and got into the automotive program and and I showed up at wrestling practice. <laughs> and there I was, you know, 10 years older than the coaches, 20 years older than than most of the athletes, you know, and uh uh it was uh, I was scared, I had a lot of fear, I was scared. It was I didn't know, you know, what was what was ahead, but one thing I knew for sure is that wrestling was going to help my life that I knew for sure. And, uh, you know, it was kind of awkward between coaches and me and between athletes and me, like, what's this old guy doing here? You know? And, uh, I think at the end of the day, most of them pretty much thought I'd make it through a week or two and then I'd be done. You know, I'd be, I'd be gone. It wouldn't, wouldn't last. And, and, you know, um, uh, surprise, surprise, you know, I, uh, I made it through Ironman. It's the first two weeks where they they it's basically where they push you, and it thins the herd, you know. And ten or fifteen kids were done after two weeks, and I just kept showing up. (laughs) Um, The uh, you know it didn't take long though before I was part of the team though. About a month in, you know, all of a sudden I you know I was a little more gel and a little more part of the team, and it wasn't as awkward. And they learned a little more about my story and why I was there, and it just became you know I just became part of the team it was really quick and really easy and wrestling basically you know took me in with open arms after such a long long absence and and a lifestyle that most would turn turn on you know they oh I don't want no part of that you know they took me in with open arms and 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 it was really important because because I knew wrestling was going to be the linchpin to me finding success and I knew it was much bigger than 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 a wrestling match you know. Um, and I wrestled, for, I made it through the whole season and, uh, I lost every single match except for one. I lost no 15, 16 matches. I, I, my comeback year, I lost every single match except one. Were they close or not? one match? There were, there were a lot of close ones, but I lost them all but one. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so that's a tough comeback year. You know, that's a, hey that's when you want to throw in there you think I wanted to throw the towel in half a dozen times throughout the year I didn't know if I could take another loss you know I'm looking at myself in the mirror what am I doing but at the you know I knew I knew that I was staying sober I was getting an education I was becoming a better person I was getting in better shape and and it was much bigger than a win inside the circle Ryan it was much bigger and um and so I stayed in it man and at the end of that first uh, 2007 season, um, you know, I could have been done and, and it would have done, it would have, it, it would have been fine. I didn't have to come back for that second year. It would have been fine. You know, here I am 37. I did something that I did. I wanted to do my whole life. I could have lived with that. But, uh, you know, I figure all those years of trying to get back to the wrestling room and this was my window of opportunity. I was not going to let it pass me by. So I went home. I went home that spring and I trained all summer. I ran, I trained for three months. Every morning and every night, I'd go for a run and train. And I went on a special diet and I lost 15 pounds. And by the end of the summer, I was in tip top shape. And uh, first day of practice in 2008, all of a sudden, I'm not the last one doing the races during Ironman. I'm the first and second and third one finishing all the races and here I am just a completely transformed athlete and I'm I'm confident I'm feeling good I'm in great shape I trained hard and I'm ready to go you know and so I we uh you know that that within a month we had our first opening tournament it was at the Pacific Open and you know there's all level athletes there and first tournament of the second season there i went and i won four matches and i lost two and i ended up placing one more matches than the whole year before that one tournament so now my confidence is really high and i'm feeling real good <laughs>
0: and you're you're a you're a man possessed at this point it's it's the way you have a you got a couple of things going for you You got momentum going for you right all these things are going right in your life you're yep. you're driven and you know that and you even though you're older, which may be a disadvantage, your mentality is so strong at this point because you've already overcome probably the hardest thing anyone could do is overcome a drug addiction. Um, so you've come out of a 17-year habit, created a new habit. Now you're freaking rolling, man. Um, and so before we go on with this season, it's this true that day one of practice, you showed up in like like in year one, day one, you showed up in like flip-flops or something and you had to run oh, with that you, on. Is that right? Yeah, that
1: that was in the doc, or it was in the articles, and the I wrote ESPN about it article. in my book. Yeah, yeah. they co- when I first showed up, the first day of practice, uh, they well, I thought we were wrestling. I had these old tattered shoe, wrestling shoes I bought at the Goodwill, and I show up in flip flops and my my worn out wrestling shoes, and he goes, Hey, we're hitting the trail. We're running. We're running for two weeks. You need to go home and find some wrestling, some some running shoes, and you can come back tomorrow. And I said, Well, I looked at the coach. I said, Hey, listen. It took me twenty years to get here. I'm not going home. And I kicked off my flip flops and I started running around the track at bare feet. <laughs> Freaking animal. It's a great it's great. You know, another good part of the story too is I and I you know, I can only so so about a month two months later we do certifications, you know, and all wrestlers know what certifications are where you take your weight and your body fat and figure out how much weight you can lose for the season. And with, so this is a month into the season, and this is a month after I ran that track. And we're all standing in line to get certified, and one of the coaches comes up to me and goes, hey, this certifications is just for the athletes that are going to be competing this year. This is great because he goes, uh, he goes that, that's what certifications are for. You don't have to certify because he, he figures I'm just there temporary, and I'm just there to work out with the kids. I looked at the coach, and I said, well, coach, I think we'll leave that option open, and I'm getting certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh and, it, and I mean, then here we are you know yeah oh
0: my god so they, he so was giving me was an correct. out he's like
1: yeah he was. yeah go he ahead So was
0: the athletic director was,
1: um this is one not. of the coaches yeah go ahead athletic director but i was gonna yeah.
0: say the athletic director is trying to give you an out too but man you just kept going so right. so now you're yeah. Like the change in a person when they have something to work for is so exciting. And the great thing is that any person right now could change how they treat each day. And you were treating each day as, as an opportunity to get better and learn in that summer leading up to that season. So now you're back in the season. um, You're, you're in shape. You you place at a tournament, take us there through the whole run, man. What happens then?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and the, and the other thing about going into that season too, is that I learned a lot more about my, the advantages I had over these younger athletes. You know, it took me a year to, to kind of figure out how my body worked and what I could do and couldn't do, you know, because there's obviously a lot of things I can't do technically than a 20 year old at, at 37 years old, you know, and I, but I had some things like I had really strong hand grip, you know, because I'd been working on cars my whole entire life. You know, I was mentally tougher than everybody else on the planet because of all the life things that I'd went through. I knew why I was in the circle. I knew why I was there every day for practice. So there was no question. And then, you know, there I am. I went in that tournament, or I do well at that tournament. My family's there. My grandma's there. My sister, my my girlfriend at the time, who's eight years' wife now, was there for my, you know, for the wins. And, and um, you know, it was just – it started the train rolling forward. You know, and now – Now, uh, yes, it's much bigger than the win in the circle, but now I have my sights on a national championship, you know, it took a year to get there. Now I have my sights on some bigger wins, you know, I've, I've pushed myself to that place and my, my head's in the right place now, you know, and my life was getting better. I was staying sober. I was getting to be in tip top, uh, athletic shape. And now I'm on a quest to become a national champion. Something I had thought about in the jail cell, something I had thought about in my addiction, like what would my life would have been like if I'd have pursued that education and been that athlete, something that haunted me for so many years. Now I'm here, and now I've got a couple of wins behind me, and now I'm on a quest to become a national champion. And so the way the second season went is I won almost all my matches after coming off of the year where I lost all my matches, but one I ended up having a winning season and I won something like 16, 18 matches. And I lost a handful of close matches and they've got me at the end of that season too. They've got me seated in seated second in the region and top three qualify for nationals at the JCs. And there I am, I'm seated second in the region and, uh, (laughs) I'd beaten everybody in the, everybody in the region and I hadn't wrestled the number one guy yet. Um, so another thing you have to realize, so, so another thing that happens right then is the, um, local newspaper did an article on my story. So they're like blown away by this 38 year old guy who's been winning and and he's getting seated in regionals and he might be going to nationals, you know? And so they did a big article on my story and after they found out my history and where I came from, they were blown away. They had to, they did a big two, two page spread. And then ESPN heard about the story. And so right before regionals, we get a phone, I get a phone call from ESPN and they say, hey, we love your story. Can we follow you? Can we come out and 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 video and follow you uh, at the regional tournament? You know, we might do a piece wow. on your story. And, you know, I mean, we don't get any airtime in wrestling hardly anyway. And then a junior college with ESPN and a bunch of local papers there for a regional tournament. I mean, it's un- un- unheard of, you know. So. But um, and I I didn't think anything of how my story was gonna really touch the world or nothing. I'm I'm focused on a national championship right now, you know. Um, and and yeah. So are I get you starting it, to feel it, nervous
0: or have any nerves going into this region? Because before this, it's kind of been like you're playing on house money, right? If you win, yep, the bonus. Just living a great life is is a win. But right. now. You're seated second man, and this yeah. is it. Yeah, this junior college is yeah. only two years. So, are you nervous at all? Or right. What's your self talk for these this matches? Is the, yeah,
1: yeah. This is the end of the race right here. This is something I've been dreaming about my whole life. And then we got ESPN. We got the local Oregonian. We got the county. Everybody's wrapped. They're here, they're all here, you know. And 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 then the the stands are. I've got a full stand full of friends and family and high school friends and I mean people that have been. Coming to the matches, it drew a crowd, you know, because it's such a, a unique, unique store, unique situation, you know. Mm-hmm. It drew a lot of people to the stands um, for the matches and for the regional. And he hosted the regional tournament at our at our local at Clackamas that year okay. too. So then you've got that stacked on top of it too. It's a home home regional, you know, because every five years it's home. Yeah. So, you know, that couldn't have that couldn't have been scripted more perfect really, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah. And my nerves are, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a, I'm a wreck, you know, cause now I'm here, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm seated second. Um, you know, it's do or die. This is it. You know, this is the end of the road for me. This is the end, you know, this is my last year. This is it. And then, you know, with all the media attention, it just, it was, it was, it was but, uh, you know, um, I always came back to the, you know, we worked really hard to get here. I'm going to fight through the, till the end. And then that's, however, however the cards lay out, that's as good as it gets. You know, I don't get a I don't get to, I don't, I won't have to look back and go, well, if I'd have done this or if I'd have made right, I've done everything right. I've done everything right. I've made all the right choices. I've trained very hard and I've won a lot of key matches and I'm just, I'm there. This is as good as it gets. Um, so I battle through the tournament and I win three or four matches, um, and, uh, qualify for top three. I won the match to qualify top three. So I'm going to nationals and I'm, and I'm, I'm wrestling in the finals in the regionals against the North Idaho kid that won the JC national tournament the year before, two years before. So I definitely got the top dog in the finals, (laughs) but I've won my way in. I'm guaranteed to go to Rochester minnesota for the nationals and and i'm I'm set to compete in the finals uh that night and um, I lost in the finals I took second I was seated second I took second um, top three go I lost in the finals I made a, a crucial mistake and he 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 pinned me in the finals in the late in the first round uh, or in the second round but uh but you, you know,
0: for nationals after hey, one hey, for fifteen.
1: The, huh. the yeah, <laughs> right, 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 dude. Right. After uh, yeah, <laughs> crazy. I mean, just yeah. five years ago,
0: you were in the slammer. Now you're in the right. national regional final. And North Idaho is a great program. They've had a lot of good guys. Um, Absolutely. And then so you go to the nationals, and and man, I mean, what a. I, I I'm just curious, like how does it end up? I I, I can't remember. Um, yeah. I mean, what what an experience it must have been going to
1: the national tournament. I mean, so oh my cool. God, I, I was I was I was on cloud nine. And the but you know, um, I was on cloud nine. I have already I've already done more than I ever really really expected to do. You know, I mean, like 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 for even that. For, I mean, you got to realize I'm I mean I might have my sights on a national championship, but I've done more than I ever like. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, dude. You know, here I am totally. in 2008 eight now. I've been sober five years from that homeless shelter. I've been competing with a, col- a top notch, top national quality uh, college team for a couple of years. I mean, my life was, was good, man. Um, and, and now I'm going to Rochester, Minnesota. Um, and, uh, awesome, you know, the, the, uh, ESPN followed me out there um, and they, they followed me through my training camp to nationals and they went out there also and uh, they did a big long interview the day before the national tournament which really drained me because we're talking about all the old stuff and you know the lifestyle I live in, and it really trudged up some stuff and when we got there that if I could change anything that's one thing I might have changed you know is that interview time I might have taken it off the plate because the first day when we got there I was interviewing for five or six hours and then the tournament started the next day um hours but,
0: five or six hours
1: yeah yeah it was a long what? long they, yeah, yeah they it were so
0: EOPN, in, back it th- down hey Pizza.
1: hey they were they were so enthralled with my story they wanted to know everything man they they literally wanted to know everything they were just blown away you know and uh, and even our do- the documentary that they did air that they ended up we, we won an Emmy for it or the it was voted the most inspirational comeback story. Called and huh, what's it called? And, uh, what's it called? Um, getting off the mat. And you you can oh. you can go on YouTube and and put in Richard Jensen wrestler and it'll pop up. Um, and uh, but they were just so enthralled by it. And then the video they made the es the e60 documentary they actually made a little bit longer one than usual. You know they said that mine was the third longest ever because there was so much content and so much good stuff. They just couldn't get it condensed down to whatever, 11 minutes, whatever it was supposed to be, 12 minutes. But uh, so I'm at the national tournament. I'm nervous. I'm tired. I'm, you know, here's two years of training, man. I The thing is, I'm old, dude. No matter what shape I get in, a full college season is hard. You know, it's brutal. really hard. And I was getting it was just getting hard. I'd overcome some injuries and I kept fighting and, you know, I was winning, but it was, it was getting tough towards the end. It was really, really, um, hard on me. Uh, but I, but I stayed in it and then we got to the national tournament. I got past the first round. I won my first round match. I, uh, tossed a guy on his back and pinned him. And then I, the second, I was seated in a good, I was sitting in a good spot in the bracket. I was in a great spot. Couldn't have been a better place. Uh, won my first match. Second match, I'm up against Martin from uh, from Spokane, Yakima Valley, and I've beaten him four times that year. So second round's looking real good. Well, I make a, a crucial mistake in that match, and I get ding a point, and I lose the I lose in the second round to him. It was a close match all oh. the way to the end. It was like it was like two to two or something. And I'm I'm cross facing him really hard. I'm, he's not moving. I'm getting frustrated. And, and I lost my head, you know. Um, got to stay in control. You got to stay in control in the match, you know. I lost my control, and, and I got dinged a point. Match was over. He won the second round, and then I lost in the third round to a um, Iowa Central kid. And so, you know, I I got in three rounds. I went one and two at the national tournament. Um, I'm I basically I'm sitting in the center of the mat. I'm I'm crying, and I'm just Just crying because I'm feeling so, so overwhelmed with emotions and and feeling blessed to be right there, right here, right where I'm at. You know, right, Um, right. The years of of dreaming about, I get choked up right now thinking about it, dude. Like I dreamed about being a national sir. I dreamed about that moment. You know, it didn't matter. You know, and and yeah, I was chasing the national title at that time. I was chasing the you know, I'd finally got that fire to win, you know, and, but you know what? I never, Ryan, I never had to win a match. I never had to win a single match. Why? Because my life was going to get so much better being part of the team and training and being that athlete, and being in the wrestling room and having that mentality, that wrestler's mentality again and, and driven and disciplined and focused and trying to just become a better person and, 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 and and just live a better life, you know, never had to win a match, you know, cause I was trying to win the match of life. I was trying to win my life back, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I you know, they, I think, and I'm pretty sure there's no, I don't know where you'd find the statistics. I'm probably, if not the oldest, but one of the oldest athletes that ever competed at the junior college national tournament,
0: 38 man and 38 i just love a comeback story like that and i tell (laughs) you what's what's cool is that if you would have gone right into jc's if at 19 years old you probably wouldn't have had the success you had even in your wrestling prime just because you value things so much more you value the, the the teammates you value the work ethic so much more and so it's crazy to say, but you maybe were more successful at 37 than you would have been at 20. Who
1: knows, you know? I, 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 I believe I, I was. It's that mindset. You know, I knew why I was there. I knew, you know, I, I, it, it, there was so much, you know, so much you learn in life, you know, over 20 years. And then to step back into that wrestling room and, and, and that college, I knew exactly what I was doing. Every day I woke up and knew exactly what I was doing and why I was there you know, and, uh, and, and understood the value in it. And I knew that that was my window of opportunity and I wanted to do everything I could to be the best athlete, the best student, and the best person I could during this window of opportunity. And, you know, as a kid, you're just not sure. You just kind of take it for granted and you're doing, you know, you don't really, uh, you have no a little more purpose, drive going baby. for me. Yeah.
0: You're kind of like in a workout,
1: you're out, like you're just waiting for practice to get over. Like, and right. I love it. I'm there. I think, yeah. I'm, I'm there for a yep. freaking purpose, you know? Right. I'm, I'm there an hour early to get warmed up, get my mo- body moving and I'm staying an hour late, you know? So, so, you know, it's, it's, I knew why I was there, you know? And I knew that this moment was never going to happen again. This, this, this moment in my life was never going to happen again. I'm never going to have this chance again, you know? And so, um, I did everything I could. So I knew that that was as good as it could get for me. Like I did everything. That was it. That was good as it got, and it was awesome, man. But when, when I, when, and then I graduated from, from Clackamas and, uh, got my automotive certificates, got my degree, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the Clackamas, uh, the first year they have the inspirational award and they, 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 you know, the team votes on it and, you know, they, they, they voted me unanimously as for the inspirational award. And they changed the name of it to the Richard Jensen Inspirational Award. And then, and I won it both years. And now they give that award to athletes uh, every year since, you know, that get that award. And that's pretty neat to leave a mark at the college like that, you know, because it wasn't really so it cool. was so much. You know, I was there for a reason. But, you know, and, and in my book, I write about what some of the athletes had said to me at the end of the you know, my career there, um, how important my role was, and how the decisions they made were different, and the reason that they accomplished what they did is because I was a part of their team in in that room, and, you know, that was more important, you know, when when you really get down to the heart of it, to change another person's life, or to impact another person's life in a positive way, um, it's so much more valuable than a win in the circle, getting your hand raised, you know, it's life changing and it's so much more important i uh i uh, so and I graduated and then I found out about the masters so I find out about this league this this league of wrestlers that wrestle in national and world championships all around the country you know, and so and you got to be thirty five and older well i'm thirty eight so so I rotate, I just keep training and I start wrestling with the, uh, with the masters and, uh, still chasing a national title. <laughs> so, so right after graduation, I went, uh, that next, uh, you know, I went and competed in Las Vegas in the freestyle and Greco Roman tournament with the veterans. And, uh, wow, I had a blast. I had a blast. You know, coaches and athletes all around the country. Some of these guys were the best in their time. And some of them train all year to compete at these tournaments. So it's very, very competitive, you know. Um, It's not just a bunch of old, old, fat, married guys getting together to wrestle. These guys are serious about their business, you know. And uh, I found a whole new love there. Um, And uh, what I did is I went and competed with the veterans at the Freestyle and Greco um, tournament in Vegas every year for eight more years.
0: No way. uh,
1: Yeah. Training all the time too, like going back to the community college and like helping out at practice or what? Well, a lot of times what I do is I'd go to the high schools because I know a lot of the coaches now and I would just work with the high school kids for a few years. And then, and then, and, and the thing is I did that for a few years and, and yeah, I I wrestled a little bit up at the college, but you know, um, I, I pretty much found my own training camp, you know, I kind of got out on my own you know? And, uh, but I competed with them for eight years and I ended up becoming a five-time all American. I, 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 did win a national title finally. And I competed in Athens, Greece at the world championships in 2015. And the experience <laughs> from all that, it was, oh. it, it was life change, Ryan, it was life changing. I mean, it was, it was like, you think about, think about what that, I'm, I'm in a homeless shelter 15 years ago. Okay. Now I competed two years at the junior college and eight years all around the country with the masters. Like, like I'm in heaven, dude. I'm like, you, you gave me a little fire. You, you, you hung that little carrot in front of me, and I knew the value that wrestling was going to bring. But I had no idea, no idea, how how much value it was going to bring to my life, you know. And so I stayed in it, man. If if they said there was a wrestling league, I stayed in it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, <laughs> I just could kept you have going. ever?
0: Could you have ever met, ima- and I, I want to shift to what you're doing now with the programs, but dude, could yeah. you have ever imagined in 2003 that you would be competing in
1: Athens Greece at the Wrestling World Championships in, a, in no, 15 years I, later? Like, you would dude, have said you were crazy. I, I couldn't even imagine getting out of town to go fishing, you know? <laughs> like it's just, I'm stuck in a room. I'm stuck in this little box, you know, of addiction. I can't. And there I am in Athens, Greece, for three weeks with my wife, touring around Greece and, and, and Turkey and all these cool places. And then I'm competing with 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 guys all around the world. The best. Guys are the best all around the world. And uh, no, you know. <laughs> but you know, but that's a honestly like 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 when you're stuck in yourself and you're stuck in that spot, sometimes it's hard to see past your nose. You know. Sometimes it's hard to see past your nose, but right. really, you know, it's a story of perseverance and challenge never giving up, you know, because you can only imagine how many times I woke up and thought about giving up, Ryan. I mean, you, you can imagine day after day, there were times where I just wanted to quit, wanted to throw in the towel, couldn't go any further, but I stayed in it and kept fighting. And then, and then that's like what I was saying earlier about how you don't stay long enough to reap the rewards. Over time, all of of a sudden, it all made sense. It all made sense, you know, why I needed to fight through the struggles and challenges of of wrestling and and staying in that wrestling room and getting to where I'm competing at at all the national tournaments and and over in Athens, Greece, and it all made sense finally, you know, and if you can't see past your nose, you know, you've got to stay in the fight until until you can, until uh, you can get where you're trying to go, you know. Um, so, do you remember? So,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So, do you remember when um, it's like you're in your second season? You're in the, you're in the zone, and, and there's nothing more fun than waking up every morning with a purpose. You know what your purpose is. I mean, oh, anyone yeah, yeah. can get that, you know. But one thing I want to want to focus on is. Like, what was your self-talk when you were just ready to quit? Like, did you have something you said to yourself? Um, well, to yeah, yourself? yeah.
1: Well, well, I would just remind myself of that homeless shelter, remind myself of prison, remind myself locked in that back bedroom using drugs and dope, waking up sick. I'd remind myself that, hey, I can't sell out again. If I sell out now, you know, what does that really look like? I want to stay in this fight until the end. You know, I want to see this thing through. I want to play this thing out, you know? Um, And I would remind myself of how my life was getting better. How, 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 even though this is hard, it's nothing like what it was like five years earlier. Nothing. That's not hard. This isn't hard, you know? Um, Right. And, uh, you know, yourself, the thing is, when you're taking losses, you know, here's the thing. When you're taking losses, your self-esteem gets a little shot. You know, everybody can win and walk on cloud nine and be cool and walk with their chest out and take big steps, you know, but when you're losing, that's when it's real test. That's when your character is really tested is when you're taking losses, when you're, when you're challenged, when you're, when you're, when you're, you've got to pick yourself up off the ground, you know, because real character is defined by how you get up after loss, you know, how you get up, and get back in it and, and stay in the fight. You know, if I start throwing in the towel because I'm getting knocked down again, what is that going to look like down the road? You know? And, um, I wanted it. I wanted a different life so bad that you couldn't put me through the ringer hard enough to make me quit. You couldn't do it. Even though I thought about it, you couldn't make me actually quit. <laughs> oh Man. Yeah. You were, yeah, fun. A motor- hey, God,
0: go ahead, dude, You're such an inspiration, man. Um, so I, I want to wrap this up with now you're doing the most most important work of your life, and you're going around wow, to man. schools and high schools telling your story. Um, and you know maybe spend you know a few minutes on that, and, and ultimately, yeah, we want to understand it. If there's a, a high school wrestling coach listening, how can they get in contact with you? But maybe just talk about what you've learned, like like, like what are the challenges of these young kids now, because they they still have a lot of challenges, right? They're disenchanted. There's there's the problem of vaping, which you've mentioned to me, which who would have ever thought that? I mean, like what what are you seeing now with the kids you're talking with, like what are their challenges and how are you helping them?
1: Well, so so now I now, you know, I retired from competition in two thousand sixteen. That's the year I won the national championship and I went ahead and stepped down. But ten years ago when the ESPN documentary came out, that's when I started speaking, you know, it was, it, and I was still competing and training and traveling around and speaking a little bit. And, and it took about five or six years to really get some traction, you know? Um, but uh, uh, the, I understand I didn't want to sit home on my hands when I knew the value in the things that I'd been through over 20 years of making bad choices and the places I went. Now, here we are 15 years of making good, positive choices and, and finding a huge level of success in every area of my life. There's a lot of value in that too. And these kids today are dealing with so much pressure, so many things pulling at them. Vaping is unbelievably, it's off the Richter scale, you know, and it's middle school all the way up, you know, Um, heroin, uh, fentanyl, heroin. We're losing people. You know, they're dying. There's people dying. And um, so so I just figured I'd go on the road and, and hopefully change a few lives by sharing my experience, my story. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know exactly where that was going to go over time. I just knew I wanted to go out and talk to some kids. And, you know, come to find out I'm reaching kids at such a high level. They are yearning to hear a real-life true story of struggle but also success, you know, they want to hear these kinds of stories and cause they see struggle in their lives. They see their family members destroying their lives. They see addiction. They see family and friends in jail. They see the vaping taken over. They, they, you know, they have insecurities and anxiety and depression. So they're looking for somebody, um, to con to connect with them. And that's, that's what I do, you know, through my story. I just get very honest, intimate, and vulnerable, and um, I play the ESPN documentary in my presentations. I talk about some of the depths I went, but also I start talking about what it's like making the right choices and how we all have the ability to find massive levels of success. If a guy like me can come from where I came from and get where I'm at, I mean, that basically opens up a, a freeway that says anybody can go out and accomplish great things you know if they really want to want to get after it um but these kids are you know it's unbelievable these kids are quiet they're looking at me like 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 you're saying exactly what I needed to hear today you know and when we start getting a few tears in the audience then I know I've connected then I know that 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 kid has some some struggles in their life or they've seen it or you know, and then I know I've connected. And, um, you know, I went, uh, for five or six years really trying to get traction with, with speaking. And, you know, last year I spoke to over 50,000 kids nationwide, middle school through college. Um, oh my God! and I mean, we are making a big difference out there in the world and, 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 and now my goals have shifted and they've changed and, and I do a lot of stuff. Um, to really try to reach these kids and 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 my goal is to talk to every kid in the country now you know so um we uh, you have a new mission you know, we'll, in life a new purpose right then yep that's it now i got <laughs> something else to drive for and you know the thing is a lot of these speakers spend 40 minutes speaking to these kids on stage and then they're gone they're gone you know and so what i decided to do is if you're gonna fly me across the country and get me into your school I'm going to do everything I can to reach these kids from different angles. So I actually come in for the full day. I do an assembly in the morning, a big question and answer. Every kid in the assembly gets a rubber wristband and it says, be a champion in life, inspire others. I pass out 40 to 50,000 of those every year to the kids. And then um, I go to a few, we have a few breakout groups, um, maybe in the library, or I go to a few classrooms and, Talk about the presentation, field questions, and, and, and just talk about stuff, you know. And then during wrestling season, I go to wrestling practice after school. And then we have a private session with the wrestling team. So it's a full-day event, man. And I'm telling you, by the end of the day, we've reached these kids. It's tangible. It's touchable. It's real. And, and, and we're able to connect with them from different angles. And then also, the kids can follow us on Instagram. And that keeps them engaged with me throughout, you know, afterwards you know, they can actually engage with us on Instagram and follow our inspirational tours and our motivational stuff. And a lot of times, you know, you get a few handfuls of kids that are reaching for more, you know, they, they go to Instagram and find us. And so it's really engaging, you know, and, uh, um, I had no idea that that was the lane I was going to be in. <laughs> but, wow. Um, but, unbelievable. You know, it, it, yeah. it really is unbelievable.
0: And what's, what's crazy about it is that we just don't know how much we're capable of, which is just, un- it's exciting. It's also a little fearful because every day you're like, man, am I leaving stuff on the table? Because, man, if at 36, 37, you can qualify for the Nationals, man, what is everyone else capable yeah. of? What are you, I mean, you're talking yeah. to 50,000 kids a year and 10 years from now, I'm going to talk to you and you're, you're going to be talking to a million and you're going to be doing it in all countries.
1: Um, and so like, how
0: freaking much are we capable of, you know, Richard?
1: Well, you know, we, it's so easy to get comfortable and stay safe, you know, and stay and stay within our comfort zone and, and not stretch the boundaries a little bit. And, and, you know, it, but the way I look at it is, you know, I've been raising the bar ever since I got clean, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I have no fear and, and I'm not, I'm not concerned about failure. I'm not I have no fear around not making it or not accomplishing it or not doing it. What I don't want to do is look back on my life and go, I should have, or I could have, or why didn't I, you know? And so I've been trying to really fulfill a lot of things for personal things for me. And, you know, I'm also making up for some lost time too. You know, I got 20 years I lost, you know, and um, I see what I'm doing is making a difference in people's lives and, and I'm motivated and passionate about it. And so I couldn't be more in love with my work, you know. So, um, so I, that's what I do. You know, I travel around. We, we, that's a lot of people always ask me, so, you know, they, a lot of them think, oh, I speak to a few schools. Well, you know, do you understand how many 50,000 kids is, you know, or they, or they go, oh, are you talking to wrestlers, you know, and I'm like, 50,000 kids, you know, like that's a lot of wrestling teams. <laughs> how many, how many days a year is that you're on the road? You know, it's, it's uh, sporadic throughout the year. Fall, uh, um, fall is a very busy time for me, you know. And then wrestling season is very busy. And then I have an inspirational Be a Champion of Life tour bus also. And, you know, I've been doing some team travel. I actually take the Oregon Elite team to Fargo during the summer. I oh, take a team to Idaho. I'm taking a couple teams down to Reno for um, a camp. Um, I also have a Be a Champion in Life wrestling camp. I only take 28, uh, 25 kids and three coaches because that's all the seats I have in my bus is 28. And we go down <laughs> to the Oregon coast and, and we have a small personal camp. We camp out and have campfire discussions. I'm right on the beach and we, we go wrestle in a wrestling room all day and go play at the beach in the afternoon and talk about life in the evening over a campfire. It's actually a very unique pretty awesome experience for the kids and it's very inexpensive for a week camp I, I get a little sponsorship and obviously i own the bus i own the beach property and i work a deal with the facility and so we're able to keep the cost down in fact we have mark hall coming from penn state this year he's coming no into kidding. town for our for our camp yeah so we're going to have a clinic with him is he going to stay be out there on the
0: beach with you guys
1: you know, he's not coming down for the whole week because it's, you okay. know, it's 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 fall. It's a tough time to peel yeah. him away from Pennsylvania for a whole week to eight, wow. nine days, you know. But we did get him for a couple of days, and I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, Dude, how so, uh, yeah.
0: how gorgeous is that land out there? Like uh, um, Oregon on the beach and all the trees and the hills. I mean, it must be oh, amazing scenery oh. out there. Oh.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable! It's one of the one of the nicest parts of the country. It's the best part of Oregon, you know. And last year, the kids got to see whales, you know, out there because they were right in the shore last year. And it's just a neat experience, you know. It's a beautiful part of the country. You're on the beach. It's green. It's the Northwest. You're camping. I mean, you you, you, can't, you can't. And we even went fishing last year for a day. You know, I had we had a we have a day that we take a break from wrestling, and and we we have five four hour clinics throughout the week. And then the rest of the week we play at the beach and we, we toured the fire station, uh, last year and, and I took them fishing for an afternoon and they caught eight or 10 fish, you know? So it's just neat about life lessons and team building and team bonding. And, you know, I, br- I bring in a two-time world champion. Um, I'm bringing in Mark Hall this year and then myself, you know, and those guys bring value when it comes to coaching and technique and that kind of success. Well, I bring value when it comes to you know, team building and talking around the campfire and life lessons, and so the combination is just a pretty, pretty awesome thing for these young athletes. Wow! So this is amazing. We've gone way over time, uh, and I appreciate yeah, yeah.
0: you, uh, you, doing that. So I just want to kind of recap. So I know you don't, you know, you, you don't want to sell too hard, but I'm gonna sell for you here. That's what I do. So you got. Thank you. The yep. So you got the. School uh, assemblies, I guess you call it, where a school books you for a day. You have your book coming out. You have the wrestling camp. Am I missing anything else? Are those three no, the, that, the, the drivers? Those are
1: the key, those are our key elements right there that we're driving forward with. Yeah. And the camp's so in August. It's August tenth. Our camp is August 10th, August fourth through the tenth. We only take 25 athletes, and I think we have 16 spots available right now. We just started putting it out there.
0: Where, where would they Google to find that?
1: Um, you know, they're going to have to find me on social media right now. My website's been down for the last month, and I don't see it okay. coming back up for another month. So, so people will okay. know how to find me. You Google my name, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shoot you an Instagram message, huh? Do you wanna, if yeah, you want to go. Because, yeah. Uh, I mean, even if you're not wrestling, to go camp in the Oregon wilderness for a week, on top of it, you get to wrestle with Mark Hall, and and you get to hear your stories. It's like that's life changing, man. So I yeah, I know a couple, I know a, uh, a lot of coaches in Chicago that maybe would have some interest in that. And
1: I'm also True. gonna.
0: So if if a school wants to book you, just real quick, what's yes. that
1: process like? So so our uh, next fall, we're actually taking a nationwide tour in the inspirational bus west coast to east coast back to the west coast and uh, it's a book signing um speaking tour um you know and unfortunately my website's down right now we a lot of stuff has been on the we have an awesome website but it's, it's down so people are going to have to just find me on social media through be a champion of life um and and contact me that way right now uh, and then um, I can I can share links and information about what we do and what it looks like. Um, easy enough.
0: Okay, perfect. I know a couple of wrestling coaches and Dominic Angelo at St. Patrick's. I'm thinking you, my friend, call this man. Um, and for all the listeners, if you want to, uh, to if you're interested in uh, uh, hiring Richard, give me a text. Just shoot me an email. I can put you in contact. I can be that conduit. Um, so, wow. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for your time, Richard. This has been unbelievable. We've been talking for an hour and a half here. I'm going to let you go, but uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, I hopefully look forward to having you back on the podcast when we can meet in person one of these years. Maybe I'll see you at the Olympic trials next year in PA. Um, Actually, it's probably- on the schedule. Good, man. My brother and I are already talked. We're going. So I've uh, never awesome. been to Penn State before, so I'm pumped, man. And I look oh, forward man. to to have you as a friend and a mentor. And I just want to thank you again, brother. Have a great night. That's the end of this episode, but definitely not the end of the show. For more episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Peace.